Before there was IMDB.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. (laughs) Either way, we know movies, and even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah, this is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening. On to the show. She was a fugitive to the police. A sensation to the media. And a symbol of courage to young people everywhere to fight for what's right. The Legend of Billie Jean, directed by Matthew Robbins, featuring Pat Benatar's hit song, Invincible, rated PG-13. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Um, Three words. Fair is fair. (laughs) (laughs) And do you want to buy a t-shirt? Because today (laughs) we're talking about... The classic 1985 movie Legend of Billie Jean and the song Invincible by Pat Benatar. I love this movie and this song. I feel like maybe I like the song a little bit more than the movie. Um, me too. The, the, the song feels a little, a little more timeless to me, which is not to say that Legend of Billie Jean doesn't uh, tackle a lot of, a lot of good topical themes that yeah. are still relevant today. Um, but man, do I love Invincible. Oh, from that opening, like that drum track to the guitar coming in. And oh, it's, I think that's Neil Gerardo. Geraldo. Um, I'm not familiar with Neil Gerardo or Neil Geraldo, <laughs> but I, but I, I agree with you. And I think, um, I, around the time I'm going to, I'm taking it dark for like immediately here, but, um, I thought this is that invincible would be a great anthem for the, for the Parkland kids. Oh yeah. For the survivors. Totally. Of the shooting. Um, cause it was just like, you know, we can't afford to be innocent. Yep. Stand up and face the enemy. Um, which is, I don't know. I mean, not to get political, but I think the GOP is pretty much the enemy of, of America. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this is going to sound a little coincidentally eerie, but they, when when that happened, when that incident happened, I actually, on social media, Facebook, I posted that song. You did? Yeah, because I was, list- I was at the gym, and I've got this great mix that you can find on SoundCloud. It's called the Blood Brother Mix. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, I love the Blood Brother Mix. And they, you know, they cut in all those great 80s anthem songs, and that's obviously one of them. And I heard that song, and it just stood out to me, and I posted that around the same time within a day or two. Oh, that's so, so weird. And we didn't talk about this. Nope. This isn't like, this is like I, I'm going to talk about this. And yep. that, no, that's amazing. I tried to to, to kind of tweet it, 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 you know, this is, I have no effect on anything, but I was trying to, t- I'm like, let's get this to be the, to be the anthem for you kids. And I was tweeting at the kids. It really is. And, um, and it's funny that this movie is way more topical now than maybe it was back in 1985. Yeah. If you think about yeah. it, I mean, as, as, as cheesy as it kind of, it, the, look, it's an eighties movie. They're flawed. Most eighties movies are flawed. 
there's there's nothing perfect about any of them. But this one has elements to it that are so relatable to today. Um, I would say Back to the Future is pretty flawless. Yeah, well, Ish. I would agree with you on that. Uh, it's a great 80s movie. It is. But define great. Um, you know, great being that it, it makes sense from a story perspective. Um, beginning, middle, and end, end. <laughs> that doesn't, you know, isn't abrupt. So this, this movie stars Helen Slater. Yep. And Christian Slater. No relation, by the way. And I didn't know that. <laughs> For the longest time, I thought, oh, brother and sister, yep. amazing. Um, Christian Slater, who was 15 at the time when he made this. 15 at the time? Yes. Wow. He, thought that, um, he thought that he and Helen Slater were destined to be married because they had the same last name. That was his, that was his 15-year-old mind. Whoa. Which seems even like kind of like a younger minded thing yeah to uh you know well he seems head. young in the movie i mean the, the fact yeah. that he's 15 it, it, yeah. it's obvious but i don't know for some reason um i th it seems like his character is probably supposed to supposed to be around the same age i'm assuming billy jean is yeah 17 perhaps i think so 18 and this was helen slater's first big movie she ever did this was before Secret of My Success yeah. and Supergirl and um, Ruthless People, I think, was the other one she was in. Yeah. Yeah. But wait. Yeah. This is before. But this is way before, before that. Yeah. And and I remember um, having the biggest crush on her at the time. Not in watching it recently, realizing, oh, yeah, that's maybe because she's like half naked through the whole thing. It seems like everyone in this movie has a crush on her or yes. is trying to sexually <laughs> harass her or molest yes. her. Or you're just like, oh my God, this poor girl. Like every male in this movie is like a, a lecherous, awful. <laughs> including Peter Coyote. Yeah. I mean, basically, including, <laughs> including all of them. Um, all because of a Honda Elite motor scooter. Yeah. Which is, I, I get it. They're, 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 they live in a trailer and they are considered white trash, I guess. If you haven't, you should watch this um, right away. Actually, just stop the uh, press pause on the podcast and go watch Billy, The Legend of Billie Jean. Yeah, because we're going to have probably a lot of spoilers yeah. coming up. And then, um, and then you can kind of resume and we'll just, um, you know. Pick up where we left off. Or play it along with the DVD <laughs> slash Blu-ray, which you can find on Amazon yeah. for $8.98. $8.98? In a sweet VHS. Random. Yeah. It's there's a random a number. Company called Mill Creek Entertainment. Shout out. They uh, re they bought the rights to it and they re-released it in a VHS slipcover. Okay. To get that 80s feel to it. And uh, do you want to talk about the premise? Well, I feel like because you gave that company a shout out, we need to have them be sponsors of this podcast. I'm hoping they will be. Um, as an aside. Okay, yeah. So the premise is Billie Jean is a 17-year-old um, gal who lives in a trailer park with her mother and her younger brother, Binks. Binks. Played by Christian Slater. And the two of them uh, take a lot of crap for living in a trailer park. Like people are like, they're not smart. They live in a trailer park, but they are, they are smart and they have feelings and they are human beings. And um, one day they're out 
and Billie Jean gets, you know, sexually harassed by this awful guy named Hubie. Hubie Pyatt. Hubie Pyatt and his friends, and they harass her, and then uh, Christian Slater's like, you're a jerk, and then he throws his milkshake in, in Hubie's face, and then, and then, uh, <laughs> Still like a little kid, like explaining a story, and then, um, and then, and then, um, the girl, and then Billie Jean goes to the lake, and he's like, ew, ew. and then they go swimming, <laughs> and then Hubie steals Binks's scooter, trashes the scooter, and essentially what happens is that Billie Jean's like, that ain't cool. Yeah, she goes to to Hubie's father, uh, Mister. Pewitt. Pyatt. Pyatt. Mr. Pyatt. And says, this is how much you owe me. It's like $684. $608. $608. Very specific. Very specific. And um, and he's like, sure, I'll give you that money if you let me rape you. And <laughs> she's like, I really don't like that. That's not cool. And um, Well, no, he, he specifically says, he gives her 50 bucks. And he says, um, I'll give you this, but you'll we'll call it layaway. Oh, a little payment. A plan. little layaway. A little layaway. Layaway. And, and I'll give you a little oh, bit more so each time. Gross. He's such a sleaze. He basically looks like Wayne Newton from yeah. Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Yeah. And um, he really does. He does. And he says, "Yeah, I'll come back, come back each time, and I'll give you a little bit more if you give me a little bit more." Right. That's totally fair. Uh, oh, poor girl. Yeah, it's so, really messed yeah. up. <laughs> so she gets away from him. Somehow Binks is in the store. He finds a loaded gun in the cash register. Mr. Mr. Pyatt is like, it's not loaded. I don't keep a loaded gun, son. And then Binks is like, oh, it's not. And he just looks at it, shoots, you know, shoots Mr. Pyatt in the shoulder. And then pretty much this launches the movie where they're fugitives. From fugitives. This point on. Yep. They're just like fugitives. Because now they're accused of... Um, robbing and armed robbery. Armed robbery, of a, of right? Mr. Like that Pyatt's was that was the plan, yeah. right? Like, yeah, she was going to come up, seduce him, and then they were going to steal a register. Yeah, whatever. Um, and it's really um, frustrating as a viewer because you're getting so pissed off. I yeah. think the, the execution nowadays would be a little bit different because it takes a, it takes a long time for that revenge to finally kick in at the end. Then <laughs> they get their the upper hand on on the Pyatts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, they do. I mean, without being a, being a spoiler and dissecting all the parts, you know, yeah, it's basically yeah. they spend the movie being fugitives. And it's a, a, a kind of an uplifting, you know, battle cry to injustice. Like, like you know, we're going to battle injustice. Yeah. Is it is it fair less, is fair? Fair is fair is the tagline through the whole thing. And and uh, and there's this idea that it's 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 like kids versus adults. Basically. Yeah. It's not just she sees Joan of Arc on the, on TV and she that's that she like automatically identifies with Joan of Arc. Yeah. That, the idea of the this young person standing up for young people. Yeah, which is which is weird if you think about it, because it really has more to do with like it's not about like old people trying to pull one over. It's just like this guy's a fucking scumbag. Yeah. And uh, the whole family's a scumbag. Family of scumbags. So, um, but yeah, Billie Jean, all she wants is what's owed for the destruction of the scooter. That's it. Paint, um, <laughs> right? A little body work. A, a side view mirror, which took... A, a side view mirror. Which we later find out takes a little while to get. 
Yeah. They had to hunt that down. They had to hunt that down. <laughs> In one space. Takes takes a second. Um, you know, but the six hundred and eight dollars, that's all that's all she wants. Fair is fair. And um this becomes kind of a kind of a, a, a youth rally um behind it. Uh, and they're good kids. They at one point they rob a KB toy store and they leave an IOU. Yeah. Which is pretty phenomenal. Which is pretty phenomenal. Because KB Toy Store. I, I think, well, because KB Toy Store <laughs> doesn't exist. Um, you could claim that they were robbing people for years. Yeah. That's why they went out of business. But that's a whole that's other true. story. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's got um, one of the main characters, uh, Billie Jean's friend is, is Yardley Smith. Who, yep. Of course, played Lisa Simpson. Plays Lisa Simpson. I think her name's Putter. Yes, Putter. Yeah, Putter. Exactly. Um, and it's such a trip seeing her because she's been in a few other films as well on screen. But the minute you hear her voice, right. you're like, oh, that's Lisa Simpson. Lisa Simpson <laughs> is along for the journey. Right. Uh, which is funny. So, yeah. So all the friends um, are fugitives. And there's there there's there's an element in there. I personally love this movie as well. I think this movie, this is the quintessential definition of what an 80s movie is. They're fun. They deal with kind of pretty heavy subject matter, but they do it in a way where you don't feel too depressed mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it's a depressing subject right. matter. Um, and there's a killer soundtrack. And yeah, there's plot holes, but who cares? It's, it's like you go along for the ride. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of that's why, again, why we do this podcast, because we talk about movies that are flawed. But at the end of the day, they're, it's just a fun ride to enjoy. Yeah, and again, um, the the whole kind of kind of feeling of, of the eighties, you know, which is encapsulated in in music and um, you know cool characters. I mean, I know a lot of people like wanted to be Billie Jean, you yeah, know, a lot of, like like a lot of other uh, teenage girls watching at the time. It was really um, kind of groundbreaking in a way that that, yeah. that hairstyle, right? Because you know when she because she doesn't start out with that that short cut that Pat Benatar look, yeah. you know, but when she does, she chops her hair off and it's a, it's an amazing scene that you must check out because <laughs> it just, yeah. ha- it, it, they don't show it happen, but the, the time frame in which she does it, the transformation is pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, but yeah, it was really popular, super trend setting. Yeah. The style was so cool <laughs> when they, when they go to a thrift store, I'm assuming to get those clothes, yeah. they come back with some really cool, uh, 80s style that I think would be pretty popular nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Um, I, I think uh, there there were a couple things that I sort of picked up uh, watching sort of recently. That's a, a very strange sentence. There there were, <laughs> there were a few things that I noticed, kind of watching it this time more so than in, in past times. And one of the things was at the very beginning when. Um, like one of Hubie's friends is just like taking photos. Yeah. Uh, like of Billie Jean. Like yeah. he's just like, I'm the take photo guy. Like yeah. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Yeah. Like, they're, they're like on? a gang of the, the gang of miscreants. Gang of voyeurs. Yeah. Just like, just like, Oh, there's a, there's that hot girl. We're at the gas station. And then actually I think they started in a gas station and then followed them to another gas station. Yep. Like what, 
you got nothing better to do and just harass people, take photos, and follow them to different gas stations? Yeah, there's always got to be that one character in the gang that has this quirky thing about him. Yeah. Back to the Future, go back to that for a second. There, the one guy with the 3D glasses. Which I used to wear 3D glasses all the time <laughs> back when that movie came out because I thought, oh, that's so cool. And then my eyes started burning at one point. And I thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> but uh, okay, they're creepy characters. He's yeah. a voyeur. He's taking pictures of people. Yeah. But... I, yeah, part of I think I didn't notice it when I was a kid, but then I'm thinking, well, maybe these, maybe that's his passion, and he wants to be a photographer, and he really likes her because that's the part of the movie that we can talk about as well. Uh, after Mr. Putter gets shot, he doesn't die. He gets, well, it's not Mr. Putter. Or Pyatt, Pyatt, sorry. Right. Yeah, that's right. Putter is Lisa Simpson. I don't even know Lisa Simpson has a dad. In this. No, and she's got a terrible mom. Terrible mom. Terrible slapping mom. Slapping her around. Gosh, slapping yeah. her. Uh, hence the reason why she goes on the run with Billie Jean. Yeah. But Mr. Pyatt uses this opportunity for his five seconds of fame being on the news. And that was a big thing too. It's like, oh, yeah. we get to be on the radio. We get to be on, there was that, right. that was when that was really popular. Right. Now we have influencers doing that on um, Instagram, right. but unfortunately. But um, <laughs> but Mr. Pyatt seizes this opportunity to make a marketing uh, gold mine. Right. And I don't, I historically, I don't know if something has happened prior to this movie where that where people would do that. But that seems to be a more modern thing where they people take a tragedy and they market the hell out of it. So it's a little uh, – that's another right. social commentary right. because – and I'm not going to lie. I, I yeah. saw the T-shirts. He makes T-shirts, poster the, the photo that that perv snaps of Billie Jean. They end up making that into a poster. Yeah. And like a pinup poster. Right. And they m- market the hell out of her hats, T-shirts, posters, et cetera. And I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm going – well, it's pretty cool looking. First of all, the logo is cool because I'm a huge yeah. like logo guy. But on top of it, I'm thinking, I want to know behind the scenes what happened to all that merchandise that they made for it. Oh, yeah. Because we're talking thousands of pieces of merchandise right. that they produced just for this, this movie. movie. Because I don't remember this. This movie was not a huge hit when it came out. It only made $3 million yeah. total. Um, but I think, wow, that's a lot of marketing to get behind. So it's a really good point. Like, is there, if we went on eBay right now, could we find actual cardboard cutouts and things of oh, they made? Yeah. Well, because yeah. they, they torch a lot. Well. Yeah. Oh, spoiler. spoiler. Hopefully you watched and came back. <laughs> did you, yeah. did you watch the whole yeah. thing and then find out what happens at the end? Um, yeah. Cause, cause they're, the merchandise in it is really cool looking. And I was like, wow, as a kid, I didn't recognize it, but now I, I totally yeah. know all that stuff. Yeah. And like you were saying, going back to the cast with Yearly Smith is in it, who maybe is not a big name on one hand, but then you realize that her voice is huge. Yeah. Uh, but Peter Coyote's in it, and mm-hmm. he was a really big actor at the time. Uh, yeah. Ended up becoming more of an art house actor. He was probably the biggest name in the movie. The biggest name, yeah. 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 And then, um, then her love interest later on in the movie is Keith Gordon, who... If you look him up on IMDb, his his behind camera work is pretty extensive. But he was a hot actor during the eighties. Yeah, back to school. Um, Christine. Christine. Yep. Of course. Lead actor. Yeah, uh, and then turned into a very um, prolific director. Yeah, he was also in Jaws two. He was in All That Jazz, Dressed to Kill. Like if you. 
if you're a fan of 80s movies, and hopefully you are because you're listening to this podcast and it's totally awesome, he's done a ton of 80s films and then went into behind the camera. I remember most recently seeing he directed episodes of Fargo, the television series, which in Better Call Saul, um, mm-hmm. and The Killing, and Dexter, and Waking the Dead, which is actually a great indie movie. That's the movie. Yeah, that that's the movie that was in that's been in my mind uh, with Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, with Jennifer Connelly, yeah. and he's actually the, his television credits are fantastic because all the he directed the, the the good episodes of Dexter in the yeah. early seasons, and The Killing was fantastic too. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then this 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 and and there's a there's a bunch of other people that you'd recognize possibly their faces, but you wouldn't know, you know, what else they've done outside of this. But then, and then the soundtrack, of course, and that's what we talk about on this podcast is the fact that this this movie featured the great Pat Benatar song "Invincible," which came out the week before the movie came out on her on Pat Benatar's album. It was featured heavily. It was like the anthem of this movie. Revisiting this movie again, uh, recognizing like the fact that not just "Invincible," but uh, Billy Idol's on it. Divinals are on it. Um, th- there's a lot of great montages in this movie. There's a mall montage going through the mall, and you're like, "Oh my god, the good old days of." So I'm saying montages. Mall man. montages. It's That's, all about yeah, the montage. Yeah. But there would be variations on Invincible. There'd be the the slower acoustic esque yes. version yes. of the intro yes. with just guitar, or there'd be the hard hitting drum solo that intro the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but then finally at the end, we get the hard hitting finale with the song kicking in and you're supposed to put your fists up in the air. And it's a really funny moment when her character does that, when she puts her fists up in the air, cause she's laughing at herself. She doesn't take herself seriously at first. Right. And again, I think if this movie, this movie could easily, I hate to say remake because Uh-oh. so oftentimes, but Uh-oh. if this was redone, yeah. I think it could be done really well. Who would you, who would you cast? Oh, most recently, Haley Duff. Haley Duff. <laughs> well, if you made a modern day one, or like, well, if she was older, it'd be Charlize Theron. But you know, right. But if you did a teenager one, I don't know. I'm on this kick right now of Cobra Kai. I I, I absolutely uh-huh. love Cobra Kai. Right. And if you haven't seen Cobra Kai on YouTube, you should watch both seasons because they are phenomenal. Way better than expected. Um, but there's an actress in the second season who's kind of the She's the um, she's a Cobra Kai student. Mm-hmm. So she's one of the bad guys, essentially. Okay. The gray bad guys, because I don't want to call them straight up bad. She's so good. And I could easily see her as the Billie Jean. Because you got to cast okay. a young person, you know? You do, yeah. And I don't know enough um, of the current young actors. But I look at that, I look at the actors in that and I go, whoa, yeah. Right. Should be right. one of those guys. It's so good. Check out Cobra Kai. I guess I should check out Cobra Kai. How dare you? (laughs) Shout out to Cobra Kai. But you could easily, especially like you said, with the current climate of what's going on. And I mean, 1985 was a, was a, was an odd year. Um, 85 was still in this kind of interesting state of like nothing. There was like fun things happening, you know, Nintendo was released and. and Oh, which That's is a, fun. Which is a fun thing. Significant. Calvin and Hobbes was uh, premiered mm. in the comic strips. Okay. Um, just and 
there was a new Coke in 85. Um, right. Cause there was, cause for a little bit, right. They, they de- deviated from classic. <laughs> yes. I don't remember what it tasted like or if I liked it or you're in for a treat because it's coming back to promote stranger things. Oh, season three. they're doing July so 3rd. many, so many stranger things promotions. So much. I love that. They're changing all the Baskin Robbins into Scoops Ahoy's. No way. Based on where Steve works in the mall. I've got a $3 gift card to Baskin Robbins that was given to me by my grandparents this year for my birthday. So I think we'll be using Uh, that. Is this a joke? No, totally. Your grandparents gave you a $3 (laughs) gift certificate? Yeah. Is that an inside joke? No, fun fact. Baskin Robbins gives out $3 gift certificates. And that's it? Uh, I'm oh, sure they oh. have higher values, but <laughs> apparently I mean, a what scoop can you is, even get? I think $3. you can get a scoop for three bucks. Okay. <laughs> is, so have your grandparents done this in the past? Oh, I've got, I've got $12 worth of $3 gift cards. Okay. Do the math on that. And, the, and, and this is uh, cumulative, <laughs> like every year? Here's the $3 you've been saving up? Or like, or like there was actually $12 given in one? No, I've got four $3 gift cards. For four years. For four for four birthdays. Yeah, because I can't tell you the last time I went to a Baskin Robbins, even with my almost five year old son. <laughs> and, and they don't they don't expire? Nope. They uh, I don't think gift cards expire. Do you think it's do, is it kind of irresponsible <laughs> to just say, Oh, Zach will only like why wouldn't somebody give you, you know, several of these or like maybe Bodie, your son would like a scoop when you're there too. I would, you'd or, think. You know what I mean? Or at least $10? It's, it's kind of one of those things. And the good news is they don't listen to podcasts, so they'll right, never they, hear this. Yeah. So I can bash the we, hell out of them. Let's, let's bash the hell out of your grandparents. But yeah, it's so messed up that about. we're going to give you one $3 gift card. So everyone else has to pay, but you can, you'll you get a free scoop. But just, you're also, you're an, you're an adult. Like you, <laughs> maybe, maybe you need more than one scoop. Right? When do you ever go into a ice cream place and just get one scoop? Because even if you say one scoop, they give you like two, I, so maybe two, or they give you a little, yeah. And I always get the cup stingy. with the with the cone on top because I like right because I you know. So I is like that included? I wonder. Is that extra like the we're, cone? We're gonna find out soon because you think spoiler. I'm taking you to Baskin Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. That, or or Scoops all, Ahoy, is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, well, that's what it'll be called oh, for the wow. Stranger Things. That's yeah. what they're changing over some of the names. Have you ever listened to a podcast where they go and get get ice cream live? Live? In a pie, in, you will. Oh, man. You'll hear it here first. Hopefully. All right. Hopefully. Let's go to Baskin Robbins. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I guess we can stop bashing your very sweet grandparents because it's very thoughtful. Did oh, they, yeah. Did they get you something else? Um, well, they, they make it. their own cards on the on the computer. Okay. They're big fans of, of using the printer to make their own cards that says, In God We Trust on the back. Oh, okay. I, so they, they trust in God? Apparently. Or they just like, it's a joke, like making your own money. Oh, no. They, no, they, they, they trust definitely in trust in God. Okay. So they trust <laughs> in God and they go to Baskin Robbins and they compile these... They just they hoard up a bunch of these gift certificates, and then and then you get one. I get one every year for three dollars. I'm sure they have a stack of these at home. Yeah. They Do you think they're printing their own um, gift oh, certificates? Well, I wouldn't know because it's saying "God we trust" in the back. It's a gift card. Okay. That has three dollars printed on it. Okay. But I think you can reload it. <laughs> But if it only says $3, I don't think, I think you can only reload up to $3. Like, I can't imagine getting anybody a gift card for anything less. <laughs> for $3. And even five. This but is five 2019. Is like, like you don't give somebody a $5, you know, it's like, 
I don't know. I'm I'm thinking way too much about this, but I but I think <laughs> no, I, I think you're thinking. I think we're onto something oh, here. Man. <laughs> Forget Billie Jean. Let's just talk about your grandparents. Well, you know, uh, Binks is or Banks Banks Bankers Bank, Binks Binks. Yeah. yeah, he's so he's so pissed when um, when Billie Jean gets him a strawberry flavored yeah. milkshake, and he's like, "Oh, strawberry? Yeah, why can't who drinks strawberry milkshakes? Yeah, yeah. that's and my it, terrible." Corpus Christi. That was that was pretty good. And she's like, "Why are you so? Why are you like vanilla so much? <laughs> Don't you ever get sick and tired of vanilla banks? Don't you get sick and tired of the same thing all the time? We will never be hired uh, again as voice actors, <laughs> uh, unless like, they're. What are these idiots doing? Recasting a Jim Varney film? Are you guys? Why? <laughs> why do you guys? Why, vanilla banks? <laughs> Well, were you were you as curious as I was to see if they could maintain their accent through the whole movie? Um, yeah, because it started strong, but then obviously they could have been shooting out of order, and I don't know. I think they were shooting out yeah. of order, and I think there was definitely some reshoots because there's yeah. some, unfortunately, some noticeable scenes where Helen Slater's wearing a wig, and she's got a shit ton of makeup on her face to make her look... Yeah. 17 again. Yeah. Which makes her look more like 36. But you, so you think she was 36? I think she's definitely <laughs> older than that character, yeah. I would think. But uh, but looking back, and, and that's when she, yeah, suddenly the accent kind of dropped off. I'm like, come on, I'm really pulling do you, for do you. Do you know what scene this was? This is this the, the finale. Oh, at the very end. Yeah. It's like, we got to redo the end and she came back. I think she had to, re- they had to reshoot the end. Because maybe we can play that part and you can, we can hear the accents. Yeah, let's do it. But I can't take all this. Here's your change. You can keep your money. Go buy somebody else. Holy Christ. Yeah, but but again, Baskin Robbins. <laughs> well, and and eighty five was like ice cream makes you happy. Nineteen eighty five made us happy. Yeah. Michael Jordan was the rookie of the year oh, that wow. year. Yeah. So think about that. Eighty five was a big year. Eighty five. Eighty five was like one of my favorite years for movies. And now I'm not going to remember any of the any of them. But like every movie that I love is like, oh yeah, that was eighty five. That was eighty five. Think Back to the Future was that anything? Uh, Back to the Future was 85. Yeah. Rambo First Blood Part 2, even though I, I preferred. It's so, I just said it was, was that 85, but I'm not even looking. That's so weird. Well, because you just know this. So just well. know it. Rocky I just know 4. All this stuff. Rocky 4. This is like we're talking the so interesting. MTV generation. Yeah. yeah. You know? These are not, none of these are my favorite movies, but this is interesting. Like Police Academy 2. Police Academy 2 is. is it's really good. Is good. I'd say it's better than the first one. And they go to the, the, not the new zoo, but the old zoo. <laughs> the old zoo. Well, it's the introduction of Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Great. I mean, guys, that's my terrible Bob Goldthwait. <laughs> you can find me at <laughs> shittyvoiceacting.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You think about it, though, if you go down that list of movies that came out in 85, a lot of which we will not cover on this because we're covering kind of more cult classic films. But if you go down the list besides Billie Jean, which had an awesome song, Back to the Future, Rocky Four, 
View to a Kill, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, mm-hmm. all of those movies mm-hmm. have something in common. Mm-hmm. Amazing songs that have stood the test of time. Totally. Right? Totally. I mean, specifically, I would... View to a Kill. Right? View to a Kill is a great... Yeah. I, um, Oh, I think Vision Quest came out that same year, too, because yep. Crazy yep. For You, which yep. is another... We might yep. actually talk about that movie because I love Vision Quest. Uh, yeah. It's definitely not love on it. everybody's like... Love it. Oh, I've seen that movie. We'll love get it. back to you on that one. But um, all of those movies had great songs that... All those songs have stood the test of time. I mean, yeah. top to bottom, That's Rocky IV soundtrack is probably one of the best soundtracks ever from the 80s mm-hmm. in my opinion mm-hmm. back to the future soundtrack top to bottom is not the best but the two huey lewis songs that are in it are probably two of the greatest 80s songs back of all in time. time gotta go back in time and i'm turning into uh, uh christian bale from uh american psycho from oh yeah i'm yeah. gonna go off on huey, yeah. how much huey lewis has influenced my i life, agree but. i love huey lewis um obviously and Rocky Four, you you obviously Rocky Four, you put on um, your uh, your workout, right? It's on some sound, SoundCloud or no? Rocky or no? Four is on the Blood Brothers mix. Blood Brothers, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's three, by the way. If 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 you're a fan yeah. of '80s, I'm gonna just start anthems. Going, I'm gonna go back to the gym right now. I'm gonna make a promise. I'm gonna go back to the gym. And I'm just listening to your Blood Brothers. That's all you need. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm telling you. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. Hundred push-ups a day. Mixed in with 25 minutes of yoga with the Blood Brothers mix, you're good to go. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> you didn't tell me 100 push-ups a day. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh. That's new. You do- oh, that's new. Yeah. You just started doing 100 push-ups About a day. About two weeks ago. That's uh, that, that's what Herschel Walker used to do. I mean, he used to do thousands, but he never he never worked out in the gym. He really? Just, just push-ups. Oh, Herschel would, Walker is such a great football player. Would build muscle that way. Minnesota Vikings, um, right? Well, he I mean, he played for... A lot of teams. That was he his was, biggest team. Though, right? The Eagles for a while. I had his starting lineup action figure. Do you remember <laughs> starting lineup? Yes. Actually, yeah, if you go on eBay, you can find those for really cheap. Starting lineup oh was so interesting because starting lineup were these figures that they, it was, it was like taking a uh, football. So it covered all sports. Well, the, the big three, baseball, football, basketball, right? Uh, and then they started yep. getting into hockey towards yep. the tail end. Yep. But it was like a baseball card come to life or it was like three, four dimensional yeah. baseball card. Yeah. So where you could, it was a figure, but the only bummer about it was they were in a pose. They were in a, in a sport related pose. So right, right. my favorite baseball player from, from day one to now has always been Kirk Gibson who played for the Detroit Tigers primarily. And the yeah, Dodgers, yeah. one of the most famous Dodger moments, oh features Kirk Gibson. It's amazing. I love it. So I guess technically I like the Dodgers too. But um, his pose was him after he hits the ball with the bat in his hand as he's starting to drop the bat and run. And as a kid growing up on G.I. Joe and Transformers and GoBots and He-Man and having posable action figures in the figure's recreating my favorite moments from life with yeah. these guys. Yeah. The starting lineup guys, I couldn't recreate the moment when he hits the ball. I had to recreate the moment after he hit the oh home run and he's about to drop his bat. And then they had a second series that came out and he's stealing a base. Oh my God. And I'm like, I don't want a figure that oh steals a base. So my point is starting lineup, Kenner, 
which is now not even around. Like you dropped the ball figuratively and literally oh on the starting lineup figure. So that's amazing. That's my, that's my Kenner starting lineup brand. Uh, Billy so, Jean, Billy Jean. Well, okay. <laughs> just to get back to Herschel Walker for a second. So yeah. he actually retired from the Dallas Cowboys in 97, but oh, he became a mixed martial arts fighter. After that? After he retired from the NFL. How many years then, did he do that? For? And then became a poultry producer. What? Um, that is prolific. But yes, he performed and maybe still performs, I don't know, 750 to 1,000 push-ups a day, 2,000 plus sit-ups a day, one meal a day, which is dinner, which consists of salad, soup, and bread. So is he a prisoner? He... <laughs> He's in his cell and he does push-ups you know, and sit-ups. Well, I, I, I just, I, I doubt you're going to take um, any safety facts from us, but don't do a thousand push-ups a day. It would kill your shoulders. I just don't even, right, because your body never recovers. Yeah. You're just always just doing them every day. You can do sit-ups. You're doing a hundred a day and you're, and you're finding that. Fine. Great. Yeah. And yeah. if and if I feel a little sore, then I back off a Have little Have you done bit. them already today? I did. Yeah, good for yeah. you. Yeah. I, I do them every, try yeah, to do them every, every morning. morning. Yeah. It's the best time to do, and I do it in sets of ten, so it's pretty it's easy. Great. You look great. I mean, you look oh, like thanks. you look like you do a lot more. Like, like I do. You look like somebody who benches like a ton, and you just I wish you know that you're always in the gym and you're I'm trying, and you and you're just doing the 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 yoga. I go to the gym twice a week, and I ride my bike. Okay, so you do a yoga routine. Yoga. If I'm not doing, if I'm not in the gym, I'm yeah. working out, uh, or I'm doing yoga every day. And when you're in the gym, what are you what are you doing? I'm doing Wait. mixes mix of weight and cardio. Playing the Blood Brothers. Playing the Blood Brothers mix from SoundCloud. I love it. I love it. And that's all you need is those three this mixes. Is, this is great. You never get tired of it. That's funny. So anyway, yeah, the movie or whatever. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sorry for the clap. I don't know. Um, well, the, the, I mean, this is the whole thing. Like Billy Jean. The, when when we started breaking down the movie and and the song and what came out that year. 85 was a really good year. Yeah. I I don't go back to it again. I really, really, really enjoyed this movie, watching it again, revisiting it. Yeah, it was there were moments where I was it was cheesy and it was shaking my head, but I, I remember um having a really strong feeling about Peter Coyote. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but mm-hmm. as a kid I thought he was a really cool guy. Yeah. Like he was a very sympathetic cop. Yeah. Um and like like a father kind of figure. I'm sure that was intentional. Um, Helen Slater's character, yeah, yeah, there's definitely the the flaws are like, well, what happened here? What happened there? Yeah. But she's such a strong female character uh, or just character in general. Yeah. Her brother is annoying. But I guess if you you keep reminding yourself that he's a teenager and I would be pissed too if my elite Honda elite scooter was trashed. Yeah, so because you're like, dude, like they're, they're four much older guys. Yeah, that are like currently trashing your your scooter. Like, don't you're gonna get yourself killed? And and I mean, we don't see the scene where he gets his scooter back. No, but he does get the crap kicked out of but him. But presumably, it doesn't go that well. I mean, it goes no. well, and then it gets it back. I mean, I was jumped but, once when I was a kid uh, by a gang in San Jose. By a real gang. Yeah. Real gang. That you didn't know. That I didn't know. So random gang jumped you. I was with my brother and his friends. We were playing basketball at the school and these kids were laughing at us because we were goofing around. Yeah. And one of my brother's friends, kind of like the Christian Slater character, mouthed off to them and suddenly they vanished. Oh, And they shit. come back about 10 minutes later in a little Honda CRX. Oh, God. Like a clown car. 
10 kids, no joke, maybe it was eight, pile out of this car with baseball bats. Oh, what? And they surrounded all of us. I was everything of like 14. This is a terrible day. It was a terrible day. My brother's friend who mouthed off ran to his car, had a knife in there. Okay. While they surrounded us, threatening us, he comes back with the knife, grabs one of the kids by the neck and threatens to cut him. What the hell? And then one of the gang kids yells, get your gun. Oh, And I just said, run. Yeah. And they started whacking and hitting everybody in the group. Jesus. And my brother, who looks like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Had two kids in a headlock, could have easily just snapped their necks, but he didn't. This is all a direct quote from him, by the way. He's like, I could have snapped their necks, but I didn't. Probably good. Yeah. I had the basketball in my hand. Yeah. The kid rushed me and said, I don't want to fight you. And, he, and then the other kid said, well, you know, then don't do anything, basically. And I ran off. The kid uh, bum rushed you and said, I don't want to fight you? I said, I don't want to fight you. Oh, you said, kid. I don't want to fight. Okay. And he's it. like, then, you know, then don't do anything. And I said, I, okay. Oh. And I, I, and I held, stood there with the basketball. Yeah. And when the one kid yelled out, go get your gun, I just told everybody to run. Yeah. And we all split in different directions. So. Wow. To go back to. <laughs> so you didn't get hit with a bat. You, you, you came away. No. I, the guy yeah. who got hit with the bat was my brother's friend. I'm not going to say with, he deserved it, but he had a knife. I mean, he, look, as soon as you bring a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. As soon as you bring a knife. <laughs> like, that's You want to play like, blackjack. Blackjack. Right. In a way, I mean, you guys are probably lucky to uh, get out of there. We're so lucky. Yeah. And to go back with Christian Slater's character, they probably should have just split. Don't go dumping your milkshake on Hubie Pyatt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Hubie Pyatt was, you know. He was a dumbass. He, was, and, he deserved it. But. And he had a great little mullet, you know. But uh, Oh, man. He, des- he deserved what he got. And everybody gets what they deserve. Mr. Pyatt gets yeah. what he deserves in the end. Yeah. He gets a comeuppance. Yeah. It's very satisfying. Um, but at the time, you know, you think, well, choices to be made. And I think that, okay, well, if I was 17 and I was I was a little, you know, mouthy, then yeah. maybe I would have made the similar to choices. I was impressed so, with their cunning um, creativity, though, with, uh, you know, how they disguise themselves and whatnot. Oh, yeah. You know. At the end there? Yeah, it was yeah. pretty impressive. And then they get to cover and gets blown. And, and then Billie Jean's boyfriend, you know, Keith yeah. Gordon. Right. Who His name's Laloid. His name's not Laloid. 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 Like my my son is a huge fan Laloid. of the Lego Ninjago movie. Yeah. And Lloyd's father calls him Laloid. He's like, no, I named you Laloid. L-L-O-Y-D. That spells oh, Laloid. <laughs> so <laughs> so shout out. Funny. Shout out to Lego Ninjago. Um, Laloid. Yeah, but I get it. And, 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 and this film, I think, stands the test of time, for sure. The song yeah. definitely does. It, it, Pat Benatar is a huge artist. And this was, this is not an indie movie by any means, but it, it, it mm-hmm. definitely was a smaller kind of film. Uh, and to have such a huge song for its soundtrack. Yeah. When movies like Back to the Future, which was a blockbuster, Rocky IV, blockbuster, You to a Kill, blockbuster, Mad Max, blockbuster. You're saying that these were blockbuster movies and not at blockbuster video. I mean, Both. they were at blockbuster. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> at blockbuster. At blockbuster, rent them now. But those movies yeah. had huge songs. But Billie Jean was, I, yeah. I think the intention was that it was going to be bigger. It came out July... July, middle of July, mm-hmm. which is a hot time for summer movies to come out. Right. Didn't, wasn't a big success. Right. But that, but the song is huge. Such a great song. It's the best song. And a great message too. I love Pat Benatar. Yeah. She, I wish she'd write a song about me. 
write, about, write a song about us. I, um, I think it can happen. She's not dead yet. Right now. She's not dead yet. There you go. That's, that'll, that's how we end it. Pat Panadar, she's not dead yet. Um, thanks for <laughs> listening to our episode. It's a good one. Hope you enjoyed it. We covered a lot of themes. <laughs> hope you enjoy, hope you go back and, uh, check out the legend of Billie Jean. Um, yeah, I mean, I f- I'm feeling like we covered at least 16% of, of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> And we covered enough. I mean, when you think about the, the fact that like this all just stems from this, this scooter, right? The scooter gets trashed. That's the whole thing. Honda Elite. Yeah. Honda Elite. His baby. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I think this is a great movie that really captures, again, all the things that we love about this decade. And musically, I – if this song ever comes on the radio randomly, I'm just like – I'm not going to change it. I love it. Or the Blood Brothers mix. Or the Blood Brothers mix. If it comes on the Blood Brothers mix, I'm not going to change it because I put it on to, to begin with. <laughs> it's intentional. Yes. So, yeah. What was it about the song that gets you going? Um, I think it's the guitar that goes, damn, oh, damn. Maybe we can play that. Yeah. What are we, what are we running from? Yeah, it's just, it's just gets you pumped up. Yeah. I like to like play that song and picture like Mitch McConnell getting overthrown. <laughs> um, oh, I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> Mitch McConnell getting what? Getting um, Urr, curdle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just just Trump getting getting thrown in prison. That song, that song's an anthem. It's an anthem song. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, you know, I thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you if you like if you like eighties, if you have suggestions, we, we take them. We love we love you. Um, we'll see you next time with our another thought provoking another yeah commentary on a film and a movie maybe or we'll, film and a song. <laughs> maybe we, we won't talk as much about your grandparents, but hey, you know what? If everyone that listens right now. I would, I would, the first person who chimes in, I will give you one of my $3 gift cards to Baskin Robbins. I will send it to you with a CI, uh, what is it? IOU stamp. Do they do those? Oh, like a, like a COD. (laughs) So you have to pay the 59 cents. Right. And then you can have the $2 and and then it's 41 cents. And then it's so worth it. For a second there, I thought you were like, people chime in and write to my grandparents about how unfair it is. That they only gave me three dollar gift certificates. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. Fair is fair, everybody. Be excellent to one another. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great too. And you can find us on the internet. (laughs) Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2 Late Feed Podcast. We'll see you next time.
We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 